This is the Adirondack Books and Beyond podcast. Here we go. Oh, what a hog! Take him, Corey. Got a boy. All right, guys, welcome back to the Adirondack Bucks and Beyond podcast. Today it's myself, Brad, Corey, and our guest, Kevin Stone. Kevin, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, and we're already kind of rolling here, so I guess we'll just keep going. But uh, Can't keep a couple buck hunters from talking about buck hunters. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't turn this thing on quick enough. But um, Yeah, so what we're – So we're he was just about. talking about he's, you know, been – been focusing on two different bucks he's got some history with and and kevin i i agree and i I think we all know that bucks in the mountains they bed where they want to they feed where they want to but i still think that to some extent there are bucks that have certain ranges that do make them huntable over the years do you agree with that yeah actually the one i was just telling you about it's funny because that deer um i could kill him so easily in like late summer or early fall like the first couple weeks of september i i could kill him so easily but Every year that deer disappears like the first week of bow season, and I never get another picture of him till the next summer. Sure. And really? yeah, I was getting to that, and I have no idea where he goes, you know, so kind of throwing out trail cameras everywhere trying to find him. One time I had him on camera, I think it was October 27th, he passed back through, you know, probably checking for does or something, but. Um, like I said, he'd be so easy to kill when he comes out of velvet. Right, obviously right. Obviously, our season doesn't just open. Just can't can't pick his track up when it snows. He's just too far I've gone. I've never even got him on camera and never see his mm-hmm. track that I think of, you know. Sure. Um, I did send one of my buddies into an area this year, probably two or three miles from there, and he sent me pictures of a huge track he was, he was found. So I'm going to throw some cameras in there this year and see what's in there. But just a giant, you know, big wide-chested buck, so – Maybe that's him, but does his I don't body know. does his body match his rack? Yeah, I would say so. I I yeah. would say he's definitely over two hundred early season. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could show you pictures later yeah. on, but it, I mean, just a long deer, thick chested. Right. You know. Yeah, what's, so your, he, what's your best buck weight up north? My best buck is uh, I shot with a muzzleloader, so that was early season. Sure, he sure. was just under one ninety. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So, that was like the third day of muzzleloader season, which our muzzleloader is really early. But what are your bucks averaging though? If you had to, most of most of most of the bucks we're killing are one sixties. I would yeah. say like yeah. a good buck. Yep. You know, if you're killing them like Thanksgiving week, which is normally when we get snow. Yep. Um, I'd say they're like the one I shot this year was like one seventy something. One I shot last year was one seventy four. You know, two years ago. I mean. Real good um, Damn boys, we gotta lower our yeah. number. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we started the 175 club, like thinking that was kind of comparable to Maine's 200. But 175 is even kind of hard to it's reach. Hard to get there. Yeah, I, I really think it's when you when you kill them. Sure, you know, right. if you kill them early enough, they're gonna weigh up pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, for what we're used to, the right. deer that know. we've shot have been much lighter than that. <laughs> Granted, a lot of them have been like later, like yeah. the first week of December. Yeah. But they are even yours you shot. Yeah, I don't know November if you've 10. listened to any of our stuff or not, but the buck I shot this past year was 120 pounds. Yeah. It was like a big dog. And a nice rack, <laughs> nice rack yeah. on him. Nice rack. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just my deer, my deer was nice and long, 144. Yep. yep. Not even, yours was not even close Corey's, to 170. The big one you shot was what, 140? 140 on the nose. Yeah. Uh, just light. Yeah, I mean, we've light. shot a lot of them, you know, nice big 10 point rack, and it's 155, you know, 150. Right. So, you know, just the last few years, I've been pretty lucky to shoot a little bit better ones. But, yeah, like you guys said, we don't get them like Maine and 
up yeah. that way. No, well, I think we should be sure. careful what we wish for anyways because I don't think anybody's trying to latch on to 195, 200 and pull it, you know, two and a half miles out of the <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not pulling it. I'm cutting it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, even like when we had Isaac on here, I was telling him, I'd never been over to Vermont and deer hunted, and right. I went over this past season, and I started looking at the tracks on the ground, and I'm like, these are giants. Yeah. <laughs> even the tracks over there were way bigger than anything I see over here. Yeah, even going to Massachusetts, too. It's yeah, a, in Massachusetts. There's a noticeable difference in the size yeah. of the tracks. Huh. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, at least comparatively to where we're hunting on snow up here. And a lot of the times, if we get a track that's the length of our, our uh, 30-06 cartridge up here, it's like, wow, you're not going to find another one of those this season, right. it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah one, of the, one of the guys on uh, Bigwoods Bucks, he calls them long-action tracks tracks you yep. know that's how he kind of gauges them up in the adirondacks he marks here and yeah that's yeah he, he was telling me that he said if i can put my my 06 shell in there he said that's when i want to catch and kill you know absolutely so, yep. yeah so, so i was actually just watching i think it was your last year's buck did it was that the video that you put up most recently tracking yeah yeah you want to yep. talk about that a little bit i love that video yeah, that, that was, was so awesome. sick yeah yeah I, we're actually going to put it on bigwood's bucks i'm pretty sure i took it off my YouTube, and we're going to put oh, it over on Oh, I was trying to watch the video last night because I just wanted to have some things yeah, to talk about, a, yeah. and well, I couldn't find it, just the short of it. Yeah, yeah, I think you can watch the short. I did it. see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that'll be up on Bigwood's Bucks here pretty soon. But, yeah, that was uh, the second day I tracked this year. I think I'm pretty sure we got snow on Thursday. Um, I took the day off and caught up to two different bucks, but they weren't, you know, two-and-a-half-year-old deer probably. And um, the one had a decent little rack, but I didn't. You know, didn't shoot them. So then Saturday comes, and the snow had kind of crushed, crunched up a little bit. Um, so my dad and I cross this big river, get up into this piece, and there's big buck track going down this this uh, migratory runway. And it was like two to probably a day old at that point, pretty froze up. Um, so I kept going up the trail, and my dad kind of went to my left and around this knob, and I went up on this spruce um pretty small little hill um got up to the top of it and i hit that buck's track i think it was one of the two bucks i ended up tracking um you know just a pretty pretty good track you know a long mm-hmm. action track like we were just talking about mm-hmm. so and my dad had hit another track heading up towards me but he didn't follow it because he thought it was the buck i was following at that point um so it took that track for a ways. He brought me down through some nasty stuff, made some rubs and stuff, and I could smell him. Like if you watch the video, I, I'm mm. saying to the camera, I can really smell this deer. I can smell bucks he's, all the time. Yeah, yeah I do it a lot. Yeah. I smell him a lot. I've, I've shot deer where I can smell him just on bare ground, and I look over and there's a buck walking by. Yeah, uh-huh. COVID, ruined, COVID ruined that for me. Yeah, <laughs> same here. I, I smell a lot of beds before I get to them. No Deer's kidding. already gone, but I can smell the, the bed. The piss in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so – Anyway, um, long story short, he kind of got in with another buck. Um, they ended up messing around with each other and chasing a doe around. It was like a barnyard, a lot of feed and fight and hair. Um, pretty cool. So I ended up swinging around that track quite a ways, hit the one track coming out to my left, which was heading down towards my dad back down to the river. So I didn't take that track. It was They're both pretty much the same size deer. And um, kept swinging around, kept swinging around probably 300 yards, you know, around the other way, around that barnyard spot, I hit that, the other track, and I really didn't take it that far after that, I probably took it four or five hundred yards, and he was bedded on a little knoll, and I see him jump, and, um, you know, never even saw his rack, he just was gone immediately, so I 
ended up sitting there for a while having a sandwich, gave him like 30 minutes. And before I jumped him, though, he had brought me through this real thick patch of spruce, and it was behind a pond. And um, I just put my grunt claw in my mouth and just walked through it because there was no way you could be quiet. It was like rabbit rabbit cover, you know what I mean? And so I just blasted through it, just grunting. So I think he was confused about what I was for sure, you know, and the wind was good. And um, so when I jumped him, like I said, I had a sandwich, kind of looked at his bed and stuff, went back to where I was, you know, just killing time. And I probably only went 300 yards on the track, and I could hear him coming back up the track grunting. Oh, no way. Yeah, and, and at first I didn't know, you know, I was like, what, what the heck was that, you know? Because when you hear them in the woods, they, it sounds like a tree creaking or something. Yeah. Sometimes, you know? yeah. Like, honestly, that's exactly what it's like. So it's not very loud. Yeah, it's so so quiet. So I stopped, and I was like, what, that was a buck grind thing, and I hear him again. And um, if you watch the video, I, I was starting to pull my grunt call out to grunt to him again, you know, to grunt to him, see if mm-hmm. he'd come over the hill. But then I realized it was getting closer, so I just dropped a grunt call, clicked the safety off, and... He popped up right up on his backtrack, coming right down it, and um, put it right on his chest. And the first shot leveled him, but he did a big donkey kick, took one jump, and I pumped the gun, hit him again, like just in front of the shoulder, and broke his back. And he went right upside down, right there, dead. So oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that awesome. video. Was, that, yeah. When you click the safety off, like that hollow click of a 7600 is like okay. so. Here it comes. Yeah, you just, <laughs> yeah, I could just picture myself in his shoes, and here it comes that buck, yeah. and he just puts all that adrenaline. <laughs> Now that was the first buck I've killed with that 7600. Awesome. Really? Yeah. Normally I carry a bar, a, a Browning okay. mm-hmm. yeah. automatic. What do you have it chambered in? 270. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm a big 270 guy. Cool. But my uh, the pump is an 06 though, which I like 06 too. But I think 270 hits them a little harder. But anyway, I think carrying the pump is a little nicer than the bar. But something about the bar, like just staying in the scope and just. Pulling yeah. that trigger, right. yeah. don't have to worry about yeah. anything yeah. else. Yeah, it's so nice. It's so nice. You're a scope guy too. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's we tried the whole peep thing. I tried the whole peep thing. It's it's tough up in our woods. A lot of the woods we hunt. Yeah, I was talking to Hal about it last week when I was up in Maine, and um, he was saying when he hunted the Adirondacks, he's like, "Oh, just cover him up with the bead or whatever." And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sounds good in theory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm a good enough shot to do that. Me you know, I mean, either. you know, he's the, he's one of the best there is. You know, so sure. Right. And um, I don't know. Just I can think of a few bucks where they've been like 120 yards. You know, and right. I couldn't have seen their racks. You know right. what I mean? They're in crap. Mm-hmm. I shot a doe this year with my with my pump because I, I had a peep on. It was the first year I was going to shoot with a peep, and uh, it was southern zone, and uh, the the buck hunt had been tough up north. So I just came home and I just had to like get it off my chest like I just had to pull the trigger so I took my gun down as soon as I get in the woods I, I shoot a doe and she was only like 40 yards and I'd be lying if I said that the, it didn't almost cover her up at 40 yards mm-hmm. yeah let alone 70 80 yard poke that's a small know? target with that small of a sight it yeah. is yeah. very it is. tough I was pretty surprised when I looked down through the peep I was like man I'm kind of yeah I think these guys to... that that shoot these peeps are a lot better shots than they I think they are than as they well. make themselves out to be you yeah. know yeah. like yeah. there's a lot of trigger time behind that yeah 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 so you were talking about how you swung on that buck. Yep. Is that something you do a lot? Well, the the only reason I did that is because I could have never figured out where his track went out of there. You right. know what I mean? I would have just been wasting so much time. There was, I mean, there wasn't a three foot spot that wasn't covered in a track. That's you know the what worst. I mean? So, and there was, like I said, the two bucks and a doe in there. So I just figured the best idea was to go back down the track. You mm-hmm. know, and I hooked the left out or in around like, you know, as big as this field 
right here yep in front of us you know 300 yards out around just to get out of that right and um it, it ended up working out paints you know. a little bit clearer of a picture yeah what yeah. really sucks is when you take an okay track and you're on it for like an hour and then it brings you into a barnyard like that and you just have no clue which one is that particular deer like yeah that, you're questioning mm-hmm. whether it's worth it oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're like i have no uh, maybe it was this one and then off you go and the whole time you're just second guessing if it's even the same deer and yeah, yeah that's, so. that's funny you say that because there's only been one time in the adirondacks where i followed a big enough track he brought me into a barnyard and i didn't even have to leave it you know you, you could just see how Mm-hmm. difference it was you yeah know, you don't get just, that a lot though no not up you here don't get it was that one lot, time yeah. yeah you know i know every single barnyard i've ever came into up here i'm like i, I could be on a dough right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it, it you're you're right though there's not a big difference between a lot of our buck tracks and the doe tracks no because the, the does sometimes we even get like those little dew claws in, in, yep. in the back there and i'm like i don't know because it's a smaller track i'm like Maybe. <laughs> Tell them about your, your spike cord this year that we... Oh, my Which Lord. one? Yeah, which one? <laughs> the first I tracked one. down a handful of spikes this year. I think I watched a video on that, right? <laughs> that was one of them. Well, uh, I, I made a little short of yeah, that's what I saw. up there, and, and we yeah. tracked the spike cord. Yeah. Well, so that one, I guess we'll talk about that one first. He's a great sneaker, though. We got yeah, I, I caught them right in their beds. <laughs> they just had no headgear. Uh, we were following a good buck. Same thing, though. Got mixed up in a pile of deer. We jumped a couple of deer. Weren't sure what was what. I picked what I thought was the same buck that we had been following. It was getting later in the day, too, so it was like, all right, let's make a decision and make something happen here. Right. Took it, went, I don't know, not even a mile on him, and I'm like, he's right here. This is smoking fresh. It was big beach thicket. He's going to be laid up in here somewhere. Sure enough, right on the edge of it, I catch him in his bed, and I'm like, all right, he's right here, right here. Pull the gun up. I'm like, son of a gun. There's <laughs> nothing on his head. So then we're sitting there messing with him. He jumps up, takes off. But the day... I was with you tracking. Yeah. I would never have ever guessed that that track I took. No, I I'd have bet a paycheck that that was going to be a like, big old it. buck. Yep, big old buck, smoking hmm. fresh. He's going through. He's checking every drainage at the bottom. Dragging his toes. Dragging his toes. He's he's following a river system with a nice steep mountain up above him. There's doe bedding all up there. You can see the does had moved up for the morning, and he's just working the bottom of the drainage, just checking, checking, checking. He went and went and went. We probably went two miles on him. Easily. And we got into that dark timber, that good dark timber, a little sprucey, but not super thick like the thickets are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stopped, and I was listening. And while I was listening, I didn't hear anything. I just caught movement at, through the bottom of a couple of the spruces. I could see the legs coming. I'm like, here we go. Same thing. Safety comes off. Gun comes up. He steps out. Too dark. You can't tell what's on his head. So then I see him raking the ground. Rake, rake, rake. I'm like, oh, he's making a scrape. No, he's bedding down. He beds down. I'm like, okay, well, I. he has no idea I'm here. Wind's right in my face. I'm going to close the gap like 10 more yards. I close the gap 10 more yards. Still no clue that I'm here. I pull my binos up just because it was so dark in that timber. Yep. Spike horn. <laughs> like, oh you have got to be kidding me. Now, here's a question for you. Did you ever f- jump him and, like, follow that track out? or? I So I stood there, actually took a little video of him and stuff. I'm like, this is kind of cool. He, he got jumped up out of his bed at one point. I think the wind swirled. Yep. Got a good look at him. And then I went over to his bed, went over to his track, and I'm like, this is absolutely the same deer I was tracking. And no you know, at first I thought, you know, maybe so that's I – that's a seasoned question right there. Yeah. Though. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I thought, I'm like, you know, maybe along the way. There were other sure. deer that right. got mixed in. I'm like, maybe I got mixed up, but – he did the same thing the entire just straight line checking all these drainages. Yeah. And it brought me right to that bed and it was the same track coming out. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I had that quite a few this a few times this no year. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I guess <laughs> yeah. that's the way it goes sometimes. Tell yeah. us how you really feel, Kevin. That's super <laughs> stupid, dude. Super no. stupid, but hey, that's the those are the growing pains. No, I that, yeah, it that, is. that can happen to anyone. I mean, I've seen guys following does before. You know what yeah. I mean? And, oh, yeah. and I was in Mass this year. I was telling the guys from Big Woods Bucks just this weekend up in Maine. This was the first year I hunted Mass, and um, it was great. I should have killed a really big one in there down there, but. Anyway, long story short, like every deer track I came to, there was a guy following it. Oh, like, yeah. and it didn't oh, matter. Yeah. It could have, it literally could have been a year and a half old doe, and the guy's dogging it. <laughs> it was <laughs> like definitely a Vermonter, for sure, a Vermonter, <laughs> <laughs> definitely a Vermonter, no doubt. But no I was doubt. like, wow. I kept calling my dad on the radio. I'm like, I'm pretty sure these guys are following does. Dude. <laughs> like, which I mean, deer bringing to more deer, but yeah, right. you know. especially down there, there's, yeah, so, there's so many, many deer, deer in those yeah. woods, generally so speaking. Deer. Yeah. And there's so many people too. <laughs> yeah, there was way more people than I thought there was. Well, when be. we first started hunting there, you you were the one who originally went. That was what four years ago. Yeah, probably four years ago. And I went the next year. In those first two years we went, there wasn't really that many people there that I noticed at least. The days no, we went, no, I mean there was a few people here. We, and there, but. was it last year or year before we went went back to Massachusetts, Brad? It was the year before, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We went back there, same spot we always hunt. Yep. And I pulled down the road, and there was, I'm not shitting you, there was 20 trucks lined up down the oh entire length of the road. And I'm like, yeah. But the, the same hell time, do I do here? The same time that uh, me and Corey first started going up north was just by happenstance, the same time that this Big Woods thing started getting huge. Yeah, Big yeah. Woods Bucks um, was so taking it, off. It was. Yeah. Like, we had yeah. just started listening to the podcast. And then in that, within that two-year time frame, after enough mention of, like, the Berkshires and Mass and all that, all of a sudden, everybody's in there, which is fine. I mean, everybody's trying to chase that yeah, Big Woods hype it. right now. Absolutely. It's um, great. It oh, is yeah. great. It's great, really. Awesome. It is great because yeah. it, it is going to die down over the years, and there will be a new hunting trend. I've said that a couple times. Now, for a while, it was some archery stuff. Then this Big Woods thing came out of nowhere. But it'll die off, and we'll get the woods kind of back to ourselves to an extent. But yeah. for now, it's good. Yeah. I, You know, for a while, the Adirondacks where I hunt was getting, like, kind of overpopulated with people and it oh, still really? it still kind of is where i because wow. because we have quite a few deer in that area um but i kind of came to the realization that you know most of these guys aren't you know how many shots do you hear like when i was in mass oh, dude, for how none. many yeah when i was in massachusetts for how many people there was mm-hmm. i heard not much shooting right. at all now the place you asked us about where we spend the bulk of our time before it snows yeah you hear a lot of shooting down there yeah but once we get up in the big, big woods, yeah, yeah dude, we never hear shooting. Unless it's right one out. of us shooting because right. we're close to each other. Yep. Yeah. Very so. sparse with the, with the yeah, I was, pressure. I was going to say, to add to that, when we were up at our tent camp, I think we've talked about this a couple times, I, I didn't hear a shot other than yours mm-hmm. the entire the entire season on our side where Not we were. single one. Yeah. No. Other than some poor guy at night, sounded like he was lost across the lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, at, that was at like 11 o'clock yeah. at night, so. Yeah, uh-huh. otherwise he was... That's that's New good York, though. So. If you're not hearing a lot of shooting, you know you're gonna grow those old bucks. Yeah, oh, absolutely. yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, and yeah. and actually, this this place is is pretty pretty unique because Corey and I were just talking about it earlier. We had had a camera up there this entire last season. We got what like three or four mature bucks probably. Yeah. On there, like nice bucks that yep. we would shoot any of them. And uh, we know another guy who runs cameras. I mean, what, as, as a crow flies a mile probably. Not even. Yeah. And he had probably what. Four he mature had five bucks, or, five or six different mature bucks. Not a single one was the was same. The same. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's funny how that works because, like, a lot of times I'm running, say, ten cameras on a four-mile square area or whatever, and um, a lot of those cameras will never get the same deer. You know, I don't know why that is. Right, you crazy. Know? Right. That's so crazy. You would think that all those deer are probably going to be using 
that, same mountain, that area, same mountain but, range. But for some reason, they don't. You know, I, I don't right. know why that is. But and that's why we always say it's so hard for us to sit is because we're like, we leave a camera out here for 24-7, 365, and it gets one shooter buck on it. Yep. And I'm supposed to sit somewhere and see. And we know that it's successful. It's just hard for us to program our brain to want to sit. Yeah, there's only a couple-day window I, I'd want to sit. Yeah. And, and it better be crunchy. What is your window? Because I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, So my, my window is probably like the 5th of November to the 12th. Dude, 100%. Oh, yeah, that, 100%. That's when I get most of most Same. of my uh, daylight picks. I would Same. venture to say to like that's maybe crazy. extend it that to the 15th crazy. of where we I, are. See, I like the uh, from what at least the trail cameras we've put out. I like anywhere from the 11th to yep. like through that week of Thanksgiving. Any yeah. of those. I days, was gonna say like the 9th to snow, the 17th. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's all it's all relevant though. It's yep. all the same. Dude, you're spot on. Like the bucks are in the daylight during that time. Yeah. The, uh-huh. That's when I'm usually getting them checking scrapes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're not really with does yet. They're just checking scrapes. It's yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like that last little bit of like, all right, who else is in here? Right. That, you know. They're right. They're, them. Yeah. They're not with the does yet. Like that real big one with the split brows I was just telling you about. That was, um, I think it was November 19th. He daylighted. Okay. Oh, so, wow. so, and he was with a doe. Right. And I got videos of him shredding a big signpost. Oh, the, awesome. the doe comes by and he's grunting and stuff, and he's just oh. he just stands there for like two or three minutes, just shredding the. I mean, like gonna break the tree in half. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's sick. So, yeah, but that was kind of a later. That's you know, that's been an picture. adjustment for me though, because like growing up and and hunting other places and particularly like the southern zone and stuff down here i was used to everything being a little bit earlier like yep. the, the whole scra- hitting scrapes and stuff and october first week of november but it seems like everything's a week or two behind uh-huh. like, yeah that's what, that's what all of our trail cameras have been telling us the last few years anyway yeah i i really don't see much daylight activity till like i said the fifth of november yeah i mean unless you're talking really early season before our season opens that's different but like if we had a september 15th boat season like new hampshire mm-hmm. that'd change a lot of things right sure, but doesn't sure. open till the 27th do you bow hunt the adirondacks i do yeah yep. Have, yep. You ever, have you shot a couple doing it i've only shot one buck in the adirondacks with the tough, bow tough yeah. to do really tough, tough yeah to and he do. wasn't big <laughs> <laughs> hey that's all right you take him so, however you get him with the bow yeah, the yeah yeah no that um, I'm really hoping to get on that really big wide one this year with the bow the first yeah. two days, three days, because this year he actually daylighted on the 28th. I should have killed, should have been there, should have killed him if I would have known, right? But um, he daylighted in front of one of my tree stands the second day of bow season, Oh, right before dark. I tell these guys all the time, one uh, another one of my favorite weeks of the hunting season is the very first week of bow season. <laughs> I love that. It I love is it. the best. Yeah, oh, it's the best. I agree, and I like muzzleloader too because the deer don't feel yeah. like they're being hunted. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I've killed mm-hmm. some pretty good deer with the muzzleloader early season, but um, we bow hunt a spot down in Albany, mm-hmm. Albany County. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, bow zone. Yep. Um My wife and I, and Big she's bucks. killed. Yeah, she's killed two that basically just missed the book. Oh. Um, and that was the first week of the season. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And Your wife's done pretty good for herself, huh? Oh, yeah. She shot some bucks. Yeah, she shot a nine-pointer still hunting by herself Saw this that. year. That's the awesome. way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, she's a pretty awesome. good hunter. That's she's sweet. learning still, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and this year I shot an eight-pointer down there with the bow, and that was October 2nd. Yeah. Yep. And there was like six bucks in the field that night. There's so, oh. many, there's so, there's many, so many deer down there, but you can just see how the – you know, movement of those, that first few days of the season, like you were oh, saying. Yeah. You that know, that defeat is it, still there. Yeah, it's oh, killer yeah. that time of year. But yeah. as soon as they know they're being hunted, it's over. It's over. This shuts right down. Yeah. It's amazing how, like, it's from awful. after that first week of October up until that point in November, yep. it's just dead. Done. Dead, yep. dead. Done. The only way we killed my buck that year is we uh, 
bumped him out of his bed. <laughs> we did a little bow drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I was, Corey had bumped this buck, and we've talked about this on the podcast quite a bit, but Corey had bumped this buck like a week earlier, right? Yeah, I jumped him in a big – I was just scouting in a rainstorm, just trying to find a deer because it was like October 10th or whatever. And this is farm country. It's farm right, country, yeah. but just trying to find a deer. And I jumped him along the edge of this cornfield, right at the edge of the swamp. I couldn't get a shot at him, but he was comfortable. You could tell. He had no idea what was going on when I jumped him out of his bed. I'm like – We'll come back in here, try him in the morning. We sat right up over the bed. Came through what I believe was in the – I think it was him yeah, in the dark. He him. came through. Didn't bed where he was the day before. And then, uh, like, a week later, we went back. And I'm like, well, we're going to give it a rip. If he's in this area still, this is going to work. Right. He came in the backside of the swamp that he was bedded on the edge of. I came in the same way I'd bumped him from before. Um and he jumped right up out of the same bed and ran right to Bailey in the middle. Yeah, of the it worked out perfect. That was that was like a rarity though. So I mean, yeah, that it was, was pretty crazy because yeah. I heard him jump up out of his bed. So what had happened is I came through and I saw a doe in a fall, and I was like, "There are so many trails carving through right. here." And I'm like, "That one looks good. That's where they just went. So that that's the trail I'm picking." So I set up on that trail and I hear Corey, and then I hear the buck jump up. And I'm like, oh boy! And I see him. And I just see him coming, and he just came perfectly right down twenty yard broadside. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, sometimes you just gotta make well, it happen. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of luck together. involved in it. Yeah. Sometimes. Now, now, are you guys heading to the Adirondacks once gun season opens, or are you guys waiting for snow? Oh no, no, we go. We're going. Yeah. Like I know your buck was bare ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as soon yeah. as muzzleloader opens, we're we're, we're up. There. We're like, we're Adirondack guys, dude. Yeah. Like as soon as we can get up there, we're up there. Yep. We definitely kill time in the bow country because we all have real good um, farm country <laughs> stuff yep. that, and the biggest thing is we're all just trying to like fill a bow tag to take Absolutely. that pressure off yes. and then you can real really haunt and focus that's gets, what i love to do it's yeah, the best it, it, well especially when you talk about early muzzleloader oh if you could shoot a hog early muzzleloader yep. dude the pressure is just off you can follow whatever you want for the rest of the year just yep. looking for big tracks you're hunting because, free and easy man yeah the, man. the mental game is so much better yes. after Absolutely. that the, yes. the best year i ever had was a year i shot a really mm-hmm. my my second best buck, he was with the muzzleloader, and like I said, that was that third day of muzzleloader season. That was my best year I ever had. I saw more bucks that year than ever before. Just you know, hunting just nice you're hunting like life. a new person. Yeah. You yeah. wish you could you could like capture that mindset when you haven't done that, but it's hard. Like you have to get it yep. off your shoulders to begin with. One hundred percent. We all, especially in today's age, I mean, we all put pressure on ourselves. I yep. mean, that's just it comes with the territory, and it, it's hard. You can guarantee when those leaves start falling, and I start like. Over <laughs> that fall mode, like I'm out to shoot a buck. Yeah, like I, I get real hard on myself if it's not working yeah, out. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm passionate about it. You can ask my wife. November 10th rolls around, and I haven't killed a deer yet. I'm like starting to shake. <laughs> <laughs> Going you know? through withdrawals. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. 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 And I know. Um, who was it that did a whole? Um, uh, he did the whole article about how beating yourself up over hunting makes it not fun and all that. He's with Meat Eater. Oh. um well, uh, oh, Kenyon there? Yeah, yeah Mark, Mark Kenyon. Kenyon. Yeah. I just want to clarify, like, I don't beat myself up to the point where it's not fun. No. I can't wait to get back in the woods the next yeah. day. Like, oh, yeah, I'm same. hungry. You I gotta just use beat it as motivation. Up. That's yeah. all it is. Like, I'm beating myself up. Like, you need to keep going. You need to keep grinding type yep. of thing. Like, we're not going to lay yeah. down. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, because you kept mentioning it, and uh, I'm sure everyone else wants to know, like, how did you get involved with the whole Big Woods Bucks yeah, uh, that's, deal? That's funny how that kind of worked. Kind of lucky, actually. But, um. I met this guy, um, Brian Connor. He's our um, editor, kind of. Yeah. Um, I'm helping him out with the editing and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, for Bigless Bucks. So I met him deer hunting, um, just in the woods, kind of, and we started messaging back and forth. And he was hunting the area I hunted it. And at that time, I was like, "What the heck is this Yahoo doing here?" You know. <laughs> right. And um, 
you know, he's from southern New York. Um, he moved up here to Boston Lake. He lives in Boston Lake now, but he oh, owns, cool. a, owns a camp where I live. Yep. Hey, neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, great dude. Got to know him really good, and we became basically best friends. I mean, we do a ton together. Um, fishing, hunting, turkey hunting, you know, deer hunting, tracking. Um, so, anyway, you know, he kind of got to know me. I got to know him. Um, he talks to Mark Sheeran a lot, obviously, and all those guys, and they're like, hey, why don't you, you know – they offered me a position or whatever to come on Big Booth Bucks team member, so I took it and it's been great. It's that's awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. Awesome, really fun. Man. That so that's kind of how it happened though, just through Brian. Right. He kind of got me on there. Just now, are you are you still going to be doing your own YouTube thing? No, I'm I'm pretty much gonna um, dedicate my time towards them, you yep. know, and, and put my videos on there. Um, awesome. You know, and and try to do that. I'm doing some editing with him now. Um, and he's he's kind of doing more of like the, um, I guess you could say like, you know, trying to help sell stuff, you know, right, jackets right, and stuff right. like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, um, the marketing side of stuff. Right. Um, well, it's great to have another Adirondack guy, yeah, in, in, in the group there because it's like you and then Mark, the Mark, Sheerans, yep, Mark and, and Austin. I don't, not a lot of other, other of them. No, the, no. So go to the uh, Adirondacks. The Adirondacks get left out of the tracking conversation a a lot. lot. It's really just about the big three, which is New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's funny how that works, you know. Yeah. I think, like, the whole Bigwoods thing, too, me and Brian always talk about it. It, You know, it's kind of always just thought about as Vermont, New Hampshire, you know, Maine. But even down to, you know, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, there's huge woods down there. Gigantic. I mean, you guys have been – down to some of that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's humongous woods down there. Granted, they don't get the snow we get. Sure. You know, or Maine gets, but still just as big woods, just as big bucks. We've Definitely been going in their own. We've right. done to Pennsylvania, and it, every, we say all the time, everywhere, no matter where you are. Like I always use the example of the Seek One guys. Yeah. Everywhere you hunt, there's a certain set of challenges to shoot Absolutely. a mature buck. Absolutely. But like we've been to Pennsylvania, and like those are gigantic woods oh. down there. Now there's probably a little more deer down there than there than there yeah, is here. Yeah, definitely higher deer yeah. density. But I mean, boy, they produce some whopper bucks. Yeah. When we were down, our buddy shot a giant down if there. If they got there. better snow, you can guarantee we'd be hunting. It. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, no I, doubt. I want to try to get down there and just bear ground hunt. I I enjoy bear ground hunting. We do too. Yeah. You know, we just oh, yeah. talked about that yeah. today. That, that's a nice that's a nice little transition right into the next conversation <laughs> because we went. You probably saw the picture we posted yesterday. Yeah. Clearly were down by like a beaver pond yep and i was looking at some of your youtube videos and you spend a lot of time by beaver ponds it looks like when you're hanging cameras yeah so yeah. tell us about that i i really enjoy hunting around like flies um mm-hmm. that kind of stuff especially when there's not a mass crop you know when mm-hmm. there's not acorns like last year there was no acorns where mm-hmm. in the areas i hunt or oh, you have oak trees where you hunt yeah oh okay yep. cool yep. um on certain spots you mm-hmm. know there'll, there'll be like one side hill that Far has oaks few, you Right. Like where that one really big deer is I was mm-hmm. telling you about with the split brows, that there's no oaks in there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when there's not a mass crop, I really like to spend my time around beaver flows, lies, stuff like that. They're just more food. Right. You know, and, and I it's just, consistent. Too. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be big deer around them. You know, great pinch points down. I feel like they're kind of drawn just to the openness of it too. Like in a sea of woods, they're like, ah, some openness. Yeah, if you just look at it, like even on a map, you can just see the diversity, Mm -hmm. right? You You, can, you know. So obviously, whitetails are creature openings and fields and that kind of thing, and that's kind of their big woods field. Right. Exactly. Swamps, flies. Um, There's some great brows out in those flies. Yeah, too. tremendous. Oh. The, I was just the ferns. I mean, I mean Brad and I were just walking by. It, the way this beaver pond set up, there was like basically 
the end of the pond was here, and then there was like this little like hedgerow of just brows all yeah. on there, and I'm like, yeah. oh, and my the water God. had receded a little bit, even though it's been kind of wet lately. So there was quite a bit of mud exposed, and I mean the moose and the deer, Everything. and Absolutely. the coon, they've uh, yeah, all been all in the there. Everything, all yeah. the animals. Yep, yeah, yeah. It just tells you you got a good good piece of woods right there, right? Oh, sure, yeah. you know? absolutely. Yeah, cameras yeah. proven. <laughs> <laughs> cameras are proven. Yeah, we'll talk about it after, but it's not it's not far from from where you you live. Oh yeah, so to speak. You know, within within driving distance. Yeah. Yep. So and yep. it is it's great woods. It's we can't help but get drawn back to it because yeah. we spend times other places and find ourselves still coming back to this yeah like this year i mean i i really didn't even hunt much of the oak ridges or anything or the hardwoods or anything like that i just i stayed right down in the beat in the you know the swamps and everything because that's just where all the deer sign was right all the buck sign was right down low i don't care you walk through you walk through one of them thick nasty swamps and the entire time you are thinking Where's this buck going to jump up? It doesn't matter. Every single swamp right. that I walked through, I'm like, where's this buck going to jump Nito, up? Because you know it could happen. Yeah, everybody knows that Donito says that he likes to stay up high on the ridges and avoid the beaver swamps. And, and I get why, because I've gotten wound up in them, too. Yep. But boy, I've tracked a lot of nice bucks down into those beaver meadows, too. Yeah, I don't know what or your, through them. I don't know what your guys' uh, history is on this, but I think a lot of times I get bigger rack bucks on camera down low oh no doubt in, in swamps and stuff the ones right. i get up on hills for some reason don't have as big a racks you know they still might be a five and a half year old sure. deer but like you know on, on in areas that there's not as many swamps like the one area i hunt there's really not much swamp it's, right. it's all hardwoods mm-hmm. for a long ways and um you don't really see a ton of huge racks in there you know yeah yeah when i'm when i'm on my maps on my phone one of the first things i'm looking for is swamp like how many swamps are on this Absolutely. piece right here every yeah. single time that's the first thing i'm looking at yeah, it just yep. break it's like he said like you can see it on the map that it finally breaks the woods up of just the monotony of hardwoods yeah. and softwoods and, yep. and everything else Absolutely. you get the most diverse food source and it, it makes sense that a big buck would be down there too like it, the swamps are at the bottom of all the ridges, and they can get anywhere they need to be and from the bottom there. And I think it's a thermal hub. Absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. Right oh, yeah. So so they have such an advantage right there. Sure. Yeah. You know, so. Think about the heat that, like, this time of year, the heat that that open, like, that open, like, warm season grass draws down into those beaver meadows that are pretty dried out. Yep. I mean, I'm sure that radiating heat anywhere along that pond just helps suck thermals right down into that Absolutely. Area. Yep. Yep. For I've sure. read some studies on that that that's why – Big bucks like to be in those swamps because of that thermal hub. They can just smell so much around oh, I'm them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. I'm sure. Which makes sense. I mean, if you ever drop milkweed down in there. Yeah. You know. And we, we talked to Ben Secor. <coughs> You're probably familiar with Ben, right? Yep. Just seen some of his pictures. We talked to Ben this year at a little uh, get-together after the season, and he's clearly shot some really hog bucks down in swamps. You could just tell by the background of the photos that he's in a swampy area. Yep. yep. And he says he makes a killing, and I'm especially tracking. <coughs> no and kidding. Boy, he's got some really nice bucks out of there. Yeah, oh, yeah. that buck he shot a few years ago towards the end of the season. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't think I'm sharing your secrets. No, <laughs> that was what we talked about in conversation. He's he's done awesome. He's yeah. had some great yep. bucks. Yeah. Wow. So um, what's so what's your most memorable buck? Not maybe not your biggest. But what's your most memorable one that you've killed in the Adirondacks? Probably the the buck I killed in 2021. Um, the my rifle buck that year, just because it was last day buck. Mm-hmm. It was my best buck. Um, it's like a 130 inch 10 pointer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deer. Track awesome. him or. Yeah, kind of. I, I'll tell you the story. Um, but it's funny how that happened because that was a year I was really beating myself up. I had shot a little buck, a six-point, you know, just a small rack buck with a muzzle loader, mm-hmm. And um, I think I'd shot one or two does with the bow, too, in Albany. And had plenty of meat, but as the season kept going on, I missed a couple bucks tracking. I tracked a really big one, that one I was telling you about. could walk through a barnyard, and I could 
tell his track, mm-hmm. you know, and I messed up on him twice that day. And um, then the next day I missed the buck. So it, it was just a cluster of a rifle season for me. And it came to the Friday of the last weekend, and um, or actually it was a Saturday of the last weekend, and I told my wife, I was like, I'm done. I put my rifle in the safe. I was like, <laughs> I, I was quitting. I was literally quitting. And I said, get your bow out. We'll go down to Albany and bow hunt tomorrow, see if we can shoot a couple does or something. And um, she's like, all right. So we get all our stuff loaded up in the truck that night and had my Christmas party for my the company I work for um, and came home, and I was just sitting there on the couch, and I was like, you know what, let's go, let's go here tomorrow, you know, instead of driving down there, get your gun back out, I got my gun back out, and um, I was like, let's just give it one more shot, you know. Sure, sure. So, for some reason, the snow totally changed that night, I don't know how to explain it, but I've never seen this happen in my life, Saturday when we had hunted, it was crunchy, nasty snow, Mm -hmm. you know, and we got like two inches of snow that night, and the crust was gone. I, I have no idea what it's happened. It's like wa- it was warm snow almost. Yeah. And it, helped it, must, it must have like, soften must up. like warmed up before and I've softened never up snow yeah. and then it snowed again. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen it happen, but you could walk through the woods and you couldn't hear nothing. Oh, you know, oh. it, it, that's the best. I would have predicted the night before it was shot, you know, mm-hmm. the snow so crunchy. Anyway, that doesn't mean don't go when it's crunchy. Of but, course. <laughs> yeah. but, but it um, does suck to hunt. Like it does. I hate it. It does. So anyway, the next morning we go up and – we're going to hunt with my cousin and my wife, my cousin Lee, and he shot some really nice bucks in the Adirondacks. So we spread out, and we kind of just still hunting up over this hill, and he's going to kind of put go around the back and hunt up towards us. And um, wasn't many tracks in the woods, to be honest. We go all the way up around the back of the hill, and I told her to sit here for a little bit, and I was going to go walk around and wait till he got up to us, and then we're going to, you know, go from there. Um, and there was one pretty good big buck track right there, but we we didn't even follow it you know we just sat up and sat there for like an hour so he comes up through and he jumps a buck and he says he sees a great big rack on it and um it runs just out of sight from me i never seen it so it starts going up on the next hill and i tell him well keep on it i'll swing around this the back of this hill so i call my wife it said come up my tracks we'll swing around the back of this hill and we've hunted that area a lot you know so you right. kind of know where all the deer run off the hills <clears throat> and that buck was so tired, he just kept betting. You know, he wouldn't go far at all, 300, 400 yards, and bet again. But he'd bet where he was seeing This is what, like December 8th, 9th? Yeah, I think it was the 5th. Oh, the 5th, okay. Yeah, it ended kind of early that year. Okay. Um, Like I said, last day of rifle. Sure. So Sunday, the last last week. Um, So anyway, he goes up on that hill, jumps a buck off that hill, and he runs down, I think, to my right or something. Never saw him. So at that point... I took the track, and I said, well, it, now it's like noon, too, so it's getting kind of later, or 11 or something. And I took the track. He went across a beaver flowing up onto this next hill. And I told them, my wife and my cousin Lee, just go down the other side of the beaver flow, and we'll just still hunt out through here. <clears throat> and I said, I'll follow the deer a little further. So followed him a little ways, and he started going up this, like, you know, straight-up cliff, you know, <sighs> through these oaks. <laughs> and um, there wasn't, like I said, no no other deer tracks or anything. And I said, you know what, screw it. I ain't following him, you know. <laughs> so, so I hung a left and um, kind of started down the edge of that beaver flow and didn't go far. And here, I'm pretty sure it's his track coming back down with a doe off that hill, unless it was another giant. You know, I'm sure. talking this is a, the big, one of the biggest deer I've ever tracked. And um, so I start following him, and they're going down the edge of this beaver flow, and, they're, you know, he's kind of dogging her around or whatnot, and it's f- smoking fresh. And 
they go up on this knob and you know kind of down around and I pop up on the knob and I'm looking down through the woods and I don't see nothing don't see nothing there's some deer coming across the field right there always man oh yeah yeah oh you called that Brad yeah Brad just real quick side note I said if they just cut this hay and, and put manure on it if they hadn't cut it quite yet there would be deer out here the entire time we no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> probably a good buck at some point though, anyways. yeah so anyway I popped up on that hill and uh just kind of scanned the woods quick and didn't see nothing and I pull my water bottle out of my um, fanny pack and I'm taking a sip and as I'm taking a sip I see a deer's butt down through the woods <laughs> I'm like I just looked there I didn't see it you know and um, I stick the water bottle in between my legs and I pull my bar up and I can't tell what it is because it's so thick down in there and this is where I almost didn't kill that buck I turned my scope all the way to nine nine power on that I used to have a three to nine um, Nikon pro staff on that so turn it all the way up and I'm and when he turns his head, you know, it just looked like the trees started. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? I'm like, holy right. smokes, that's a big one. Yeah. You know? And had no shot, but I, like, immediately started getting nervous he was going to smell me. So I put it right on his butt. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was going try, to try to break his back or whatever. Sure. He was standing broadside, you know, and I could just see his hip like that. So I put it right on his hip, just try to break his back legs, and then I'd shoot him again or whatever. And I shoot in a tree right in front of my gun explode uh, and, and he takes like two jumps and now he comes out into the, an opening and he stops again i'm like oh my god what did i just do you know and i go to put it on him again and as soon as i got on him he started running i pulled the trigger and that's one of the only shots i ended up hitting him on i ended up hitting him way in the back legs in one of his back legs and down by his knee oh and, wow um, yeah yeah it was awful and you know because i was so zoomed in like getting on him was tough and sure yeah. sure i should have killed him right there easy you know that was a pretty easy shot but because of being zoomed in that almost cost me so he took off running he's only like 45 yards 50 yards and he's kind of running at me and i can't get on this deer for the life of me you know <laughs> he's like in the scope out of the scope you know so i dumped my gun on him never touch him again and then i <laughs> stuffed another shell in it and i shot again a sixth, <laughs> a sixth time tactical reload yeah <laughs> and um so he goes across the beaver flow, and my wife sees him way down the beaver flow, and she's like, yeah, I could see him. No way I could have shot at him, though. So then I realized, I was like, oh, my God, my scope was on nine. Because I was like, how the heck could I not kill that deer, you know? Right, right. That was pretty easy shooting. You I know? can 100% understand what you're talking about, yeah. though. You kind of had, well, you kind of had an almost similar thing happen. But no, he makes me feel better just because I, I get what it's like to have a deer right there and you cannot put them yeah, in the like scope. But that, it sounds so stupid, but it's like if you were in my shoes, you'd understand. Like, yeah, yeah, if I, that was on three power, I, he would have never left sight. Because right. I had, once he started running towards me, I had great shooting. You know, yeah. it was pretty open. So anyway, I reload the gun and I take off after him, you know, as fast as I could. And he's bleeding pretty good. And I thought I broke one of his front legs, you know, because I thought I was up on the front of his Could you body. see him dragging it? Yeah, so yeah. he was dragging in the snow. So I knew yeah. one of his legs was broke. Right. How deep was the snow? Probably eight inches. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Good yeah. to go. So it was pretty good. Yeah. And um, so he takes me up over this hill, um, and I'm just, like, hauling on this deer. And I'm calling my cousin and my wife on the, on the radio and um, telling him, you know, try to get around this hill. We'll try to cut this buck off. We're going to have to kill him, you know, shoot him again. And, you know, I knew it wasn't a, that lethal of a hit, being seeing his leg dragging. So um, he takes me up over this hardwood hill, down in, and it's a pretty steep hill. I'm like, this deer is pretty good, you know. And I just kept running after him, like, as fast as I could because I knew it, maybe I could wear him down, you know. Sure. Bleeding like that, he, whatever. So um, he takes me back down, back up, 
and like down towards a ha- my dad's house actually. No way. Yeah, and I'm trying. I'm like hoping and praying my dad will pick up his radio and he heard me shooting or something. You know. Now we're like a mile and a half from where I'd shot him, but and he never. Of course, he never did because I could have told my dad run outside. You'd probably shoot yeah. this deer. You know? <laughs> right. And um, so he turns and kind of goes up alongside my dad's house. The weirdest. You know, yeah, you would have never thought that. Yeah. Right? And keeps going and he kind of hooks back and he brings me up or top that mountain again down in back up on the mountain that we had chased him off at first and um finally um ended up catching up to him later that day but he went around this big rock and made a j hook and was laying right there and he stood up out of his bed took one jump and i ended up killing him that shot but it was just a crazy crazy oh that's insane yeah, yeah that's just, wicked just chasing him for miles you know it was probably Two and a half miles after I shot him the first time. Unbelievable that they can go that unbelievable, far. Like unbelievable that. will to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with the injury, he still was keen enough to try and J-hook. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I, I'm a big believer on, like, some people might disagree with me, but when there's snow, I like to chase them if they're wounded. You know, mm-hmm. I think you can wear them down quick. You know, if, right. if you let them lay down and, and get their wits about them and get a drink and, and whatnot, like that replenish their blood and stuff because when they drink, that replenishes blood right. sure. some Absolutely. way or another you know and um i think that really helps just chasing them mm-hmm. you know just run after in that them. awkward sure. spot hopefully. yeah yep. yeah just yeah. try to run them down it sounds and it doesn't, crazy but no it's not it doesn't allow them time to really try and sit there and make a sound decision you right know? they have to think on their feet too and that's when you try to catch them yep, yep. absolutely so, oh that's cool that's a cool story that cool. yeah that that was one of the coolest you know emotional story days i've hunted to be right. honest you yeah. know I go from i'm not even going hunting to killing the biggest buck of my life you know right. it always about work out that way though yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. like what the heck how <laughs> how long have you hunted in the adirondacks your whole life yeah have you yeah oh, okay yep so my dad the the camp i my dad lives at um he built a house there now but that's uh been in my family since 1917 oh that's Holy awesome God. yeah that's awesome so big Long line of uh, a lot of bucks shot out yeah, of there. Yeah, huh? tons. tons. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Is there anything Couple particular hundred, to that camp? Is it just like they built it as a family camp, or that was once a logging camp that turned into the family camp? No, or? that that was just built as a family camp, as far as I know. Okay. You know, um, from what I know, I'm pretty sure my great grandfather won that won the deed to that property through right. a game of poker, I'm pretty sure. Wow. <laughs> or he paid one dollar really? or he paid one dollar for it or something crazy like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Way back that is way awesome. back or something. You know. <clears throat> Playing poker um, with the right guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So And now you reap the benefits of that poker yeah, match. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in a awesome spot, you know. I'd, yeah, I'll you guys do some trout fishing and stuff up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We got some ponds that are right loaded with you know, nice 12-inch trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen beautiful. some of those guys call cool. it. Yeah. Beauties. Yeah, we're yeah. in a Beauties. nice spot up there. That's so. awesome. Yeah. That's it, awesome. You are. So, obviously, we, we won't talk specifics, but we know, obviously, where you live and where you – it sounds like you do a lot of your hunting. But have you branched out to southern, eastern, western, northern Adirondacks at all? No, not really. Um, I was telling Mark Sheeran this. The, the deer population where I live is pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. from what I see anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so I really haven't had to branch out. We usually get snow every year, you know, within reason. Oh, yeah. So sure. I think uh, 2020 was the only season we had, like, one day of snow yeah. or something like that. You know, it was We've been lucky since we started. We've enjoyed some fairly snowy falls, but we know our time will come where there won't be snow up there, most likely in, 
and that'll kind of suck a little bit. But we we yeah, like where you, you were just telling me your camp is, you might not get as you guys definitely don't get as much snow as where I am. No, 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 no. no. It is funny though. We've no. talked about this too. Like we do for whatever reason, it's in like this pocket where. We do. We do get it, when, some. When there isn't snow, other places there'll be snow there usually. Yeah, not a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah. I I'd really love to to branch out and like I was telling you guys the high peaks. I mean, I think if you're chasing a 200 pounder that in the Adirondacks, that's the place to do it. That's what Absolutely. Isaac. That's right. the same thing Isaac said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the only places you're really going to consistently kill a 200 pound deer. You know, if you're really hunting for them, if but, you can right. find one. Yeah, if you you spend all season to find one. Big track, yeah. but <laughs> right. Isaac t- was telling me he's tracked some monsters up there. Jeez, you know, yeah, that's what so. he was saying. And then some guy commented on the video he put out and said, "Stop talking about the, <laughs> about the high peaks." <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching this, sorry, we'll stop talking about the high peaks. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever get many people to hunt the high peaks oh, more I was than gonna a day. Say, you can talk about it all <laughs> you, know, you want. Yeah. And it's gonna discourage a lot of people yeah. Listen, before we, they commit to it. We yeah. love hunting and we love shooting big bucks, and we haven't been up to high peaks. Yeah, so. me yeah, neither. I mean, I don't really see myself going to the high peaks. There's a bazillion other good places in the other parts yeah. of the Adirondacks to spend my time. There's there's one spot I, I have marked on the map that two years ago, if you go on my Instagram, there's a big, there's a pretty good 10-pointer. I took pictures of, my wife took pictures of right on the side of the road. I always wanted to hunt in there. It's all swampy, you know, with big hills on big mountains, you mm-hmm. know, 3,500 footers. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. pretty good Monsters. sized hills. Yeah, for, for the Adirondacks. And I always wanted to go in there, but every year the, the season rolls around, I got big deer on camera where I hunt. It's hard right. to leave what you it's know. It's hard to leave. It is. You know? No, yeah. it is. We, it is. We talk about this extensively as, like, how we have to narrow down some of our spots because yeah. – on, on dry ground for the most part. When there's snow, you know, wherever, go wherever. You're going to mm-hmm. find you'll, – you'll find your track. But bare ground specifically, like, we just have so many areas where right. we ran cameras or know of big bucks, and it's like – Narrow them down a little bit because yeah. you can go crazy up there. Uh, There's so many good spots. I don't think people realize how many how many big deer there is in the big woods. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like whether you're talking about Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, you know, obviously deer density changes, but there's always multiple big bucks on probably every mountain in the, mm-hmm. in yeah. the northeast. I mean, just about. That's what we've know, seen, For too. sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I don't know. It's, it's a little discouraging listening to some of these podcasts. So I'll listen to guys talk about Vermont. <laughs> I, I think Vermont is a different world. You know, I'm pretty good friends with Isaac and Connor yeah. Schlong, and um, you know, just from what I hear, it sounds it sounds like the hardest place to me in the Northeast. It to does, kill absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It to, you know, I know absolutely. the the Adirondacks are are absolutely tough. Don't get me wrong, and they're super expansive and wild. Right, but it's pretty good hunting in there, man. Yeah, I, I think we have a great deer herd right now. Yeah, personally, yeah. You know? We're we're inviting more people saying that. But, sure, <laughs> you know, sure, you know, but that's right. Is, Those Vermonters will come anyways. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I I haven't run into anybody in the woods yet, so no, I haven't really. It's just because the nice. woods are so big. They are. Yeah. You know what I mean? They are. I, I see a couple guy tracks a year. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like sure. You know, mm-hmm. for the amount of trucks parked on the side of the road, it's like. How do you not see them? But it's you don't the get woods cut so off. You don't get cut off from tracks very often no. in, in the Adirondacks. I mean, near the near the parking lot sometimes maybe, but yeah. when you get back in there, you usually have that all to yourself. That's yeah. your that's your buck for the day. Absolutely. And, and we'll ma- we'll map scout for for hours trying to find something that isn't where most other people would go. Right. So you know that that helps getting away from people too. Yeah. In in my experience, I mean, you get two miles off the road. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're, you're cutting set. down most of your. You know. Right. I, I like bodies of water too like if you're crossing a body of water oh you know like a, a oh, little yeah. lake or yeah. to, get to, a hit, to get to a, a, a river 
something like that. Sure. I that's one way to get away from people really easy. Yeah. Most well, people aren't gonna drag a canoe down to the river. It, it's know? funny actually. We uh, and I don't know if this is a guy who maybe has that boat down there, but when the day I was dragging my buck out. We ran into this guy, and you know he's a killer because he has the old army green on. Yeah. <laughs> army fatigue. <laughs> yeah, army fatigue. Yeah, you know he kills big bucks smoking yeah. a cigarette. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, was, he was going back there, and he was like, uh, we're like, oh, where, where are you headed? Like, where do you usually, you know, head back there? He's like, yeah, I'm going all the way around back across the pond. And we're like, oh, we thought we were the ones going doing that. But really, he goes back there, too, and he yeah. was walking. So Yeah, we have come to realize that a lot of times if you think you're by yourself in a lot of places, there's – you're, you're probably not, to an extent. Right. Because there's other diehard guys out there that are sneaking around in there, too. You just don't know it. Absolutely. But, yeah. again, it's so big. Like, you could be you could be on this mountain right here, and they're on the mountain right next to you. Right. I mean, yeah, and, and for, ha- for as big as it is, for as many deer there is, you know, they're not going to mess you out. No. You know what I mean? No. They're, they're, it, they're never going to mess you out. Yeah. So, so. Do, you, do you, like, travel to any other states with your bow or anything, or are you pretty st- strictly New York? Yeah, so pretty much New York. I've hunted – New Hampshire, Mass, and Ohio. New Hampshire's awesome. Yeah, there's some giants <laughs> in New Hampshire. Giants. Well, they have the best of both worlds, it seems like, with the antlers and the bodies. Yeah. I got yeah, to spend I mean, a lot of time in New Hampshire this past year, and yeah, there's wh- a lot of big bucks. Wh- <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to get back over there and hunt. When I was over there, we had kind of crunchy leaves. I was only over there for three days, um, but it was pretty good. You know, saw deer. Yeah, he talked to John John Lewis, and uh, he went there for one day and shot that 153. <laughs> but he's like, Hampshire's the easiest place. Yeah, to yeah. yeah you know, that was, it all the that's time. a crazy video. That yeah, was that cool. was oh yeah, giant. yeah. Jake basically has a heart attack when he shoots. <laughs> shoots the How buck. do you not? Like, oh such yeah, a big I'd have a heart attack too. John has like it up that. on his wall, and dude, that thing is just yeah. You, John, I, I couldn't even imagine seeing that thing jump out of a bed. And actually, those we were looking at some bucks at that party we went to after the season. Um, was it? Yeah, the Grabowski. Um, Grabowski. Grabowski. Yeah. yeah. Um, shot that giant. He had that thing there, and I'm like, Yeah. Oh, it's kind of hard to picture you? putting your hands on it on a deer like that. It's hard though. to picture walking up on something like there, that. Like right. There's huge ones in the Adirondacks. You know, it, I mean, there's huge deer everywhere. But I'll yeah. Show you. We got to see John's buck at Huntstock last year. The the mountain that did not disappoint. That that buck had no ground shrinkage. Giant. Yeah, just, huge. Just a giant. Huge. Are you going to Huntstock? Yeah. Year? Oh awesome. yeah. Awesome. Those are sheds. Oh, I, I, yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, those are sheds. Oh, I mean that's that's what? an Adirondack. Buck. Did they did they measure that? Yeah, I've measured it. It's like uh, mid one. I think it's like one sixty. Oh, I should have brought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hardly even saw it yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> you found these? Well, my dad did. In another, Holy. In another guy. Yeah. In an area you hunt? Yeah. <laughs> did you even know that buck existed? I'd quit. Yeah, so I'd quit. The funny, sto- <laughs> the funny story of that deer, though, is um, That's silly. That, that, walked, is silly. that walked through my dad's yard with his horns on his head. Your dad saw him? My dad saw him. Like three or four days after the deer season. So those are sheds put onto a skull. On a fake skull. It's not a deadhead. No, okay. on a oh, plastic cool. skull. That oh, is And then silly. you never saw it again. Never saw him again. He dropped his horns and don't know if the he deer died like, that just, winter or I'm just what. coming through here. I'm just going to mosey on through here. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think that buck's G2s are like 14 inches maybe. Yeah, and his, his mass is incredible. Yeah. You know, oh, but, man. But, you know, that – that deer had to be an old deer at that point, and that's going back four or five years now. Sure. So I'm sure that deer's dead. Dead but, by right. now, I would, yeah. I would think. But Although I, I know a guy in the Adirondacks that has like 12 or 13 sets of sheds from the same deer. 
Really? Yeah, wow, he figures really? it was 14 and a half. Oh, yeah. my Lord. So, me and Bailey were just talking about how uh, we they can really, get old. Or maybe it was me and you, Cor. It was about aging deer. Yeah, um, we were talking yeah, about Yeah, I really day. wish I'd aged my box jaw this year. I'm just curious. And, and going forward, I'm definitely I think I'm gonna going start to start, too. I, I For, like, I'm gonna... 85 bucks, to me, it's worth it. Absolutely. I'm just curious to know what those deers. And it yeah. gives you a really good gauge of what we're actually looking at. Not, yeah. not that yeah. not that it's it's accurate at all, but I, I do feel like, to an extent, you could kind of look at a buck. Like, my say my buck this year. I look at him, and I'm like, that's a three-and-a-half-year-old buck. Right. Right. right? Yeah. And I like, would, your I buck. Agree. Like, I would, I would look at your buck, and I would be like, okay, that's probably somewhere between between four and, and five and the a half. The taxidermist told me, because I asked him if I could keep the jaw, and of course he was totally cool with it, but he's like, I'll just tell you right now. And so, okay, I mean, he's not, I don't know if he's an expert in it, but so he's looking at it, he's kind of like tilting the head back and forth, and he's looking at the teeth, and he goes, Mad deer's three and a half all day. And I'm like, Man, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but he's got some pretty serious bone for a three and a half year old deer really? in the Adirondacks, you know, where the nutrition isn't awesome. I would have really thought four or five, but yeah. So going yeah. forward, I want to know. We're going to figure it out. That's yeah, crazy. I want to know. Yeah. We're what do you think your buck was last year that you got in the GoPro? I think there? he was three and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. he was three and a half. Yep. Had wow. a pretty good body on him. Not a huge rack. Mm-hmm. You know, just a decent average eight pointer. Yeah. You know? So you said the biggest one you shot is 130 in the Adirondacks. Yeah. Have you seen bigger than that when you're out hunting? Or? Well, I mean, I, I've shot at bucks that had a lot of bone on their head. Right. You know, like like I can think of one year I shot at two bucks within the same week. One was opening day, and then one was like the 10th of November. And um, they were at that point. They were both the biggest bucks I had seen. I mean, just monster. You know, when they jump out of their bed and you just see yeah. white up on their head, big. Sure. You oh. know, I'm shooting. Yeah. Well, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not counting points, but you know, <laughs> no. I, I think no. it'd be cool if you guys kind of told your story of how when you guys very first started hunting the Adirondacks, like your got your like initial experiences that first year. <laughs> We got lucky is what we got. Yeah. yeah. We got very, very lucky. We stumbled yeah. across. The most bucks we ever saw. Yeah, so we now, what year is that when you guys started? 2020. Yeah, 2020, because we had both shot early bow bucks. Yep. And uh, we were like, hey, why don't we um, why don't we try going up north hard this year? Because we've always talked about doing it, wanted to yeah. do it, seen all the pictures. I was like, back home from Jersey, wasn't hunting down there anymore yeah. and stuff. God, like, I could we talk, need something new. Yeah, I could talk for days about like why I've always been enthralled with the – the Adirondacks or, or up north. As I, it was never the Adirondacks. I always knew it as up north. Yep. Guys went hunting up north. Yep. Uh, went to camp up north. But uh, that's how it started. It was, yeah. in, was in 2020. I think we together tracked four different good bucks. You, The one you ended up shooting. Uh, the one we when we made our trip later in the season that – well, I, I missed the one. You missed the one. Yeah. I tracked. A, I shot into a good one. Yeah. And tracked the first day I ever tracked. I stumbled across a good. one. It was just silly. I was like, this seems a little too good to be true. Like, yeah. There's something. And then you know we got to taste the reality in years to come. Yeah. But I mean, was it was like, friggin' hard. Oh, it, we actually in that year too. We were very fortunate. We got a lot of snow. We had a, it, in places that don't get snow. Typically, for example, like, right. We didn't typically get snow there and we no still kidding. don't but that year we got early snow like end of october mm-hmm. we had it all the way through the middle of the season i mean it was it was just really fun and that's what hooked us that's what mm-hmm. that's why we yeah keep going i, I kind of i want to hear like tell the stories of both your misses because those are pretty cool <laughs> i got a lot of them <laughs> well not, not, not your misses but the one you shot into and the one that you missed that kind of hooked like got us into the whole big woods thing. yeah you guys for, were, oh my god this is awesome yeah i'll just i'll just keep it quick but the yeah. first buck that we I ever tracked and shot at was up in um, I'll tell you afterwards, but it was it was what I would call Central Adirondacks. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, Northwestern Central, like Old Forge area, because everybody knows Old Forge. Yeah. It's kind of the Old Forge area. Yep. And uh, 
just walking through the woods, came across this big giant track that was that looked fresh. I know it was giant now because looking back, like that was right. A huge then track. You're, yeah. then you're like, uh, it's yeah, that, that was <laughs> yeah. actually a really big track, and. Uh, He's going right up the side of this mountain, and I'm already almost at the top as it is, and he comes into this, like, little rock face that's got ferns on it, and he's pawed the shit out of it. Yep. And uh, from everything I've listened to on podcasts, I'm supposed to start, supposed to start slowing down now. Yep. <laughs> so I, I'm just sneaking, sneaking to a point where I've said this on some different podcasts, but I was sticking my foot sideways and in, down into a blowdown real easy, and I'm just death creeping. And um, I look up, dude, and not 12 yards away, that buck standing right in his bed looking no right way. at me. And he's just wide <laughs> Oh my God, he was such a—he was a huge buck, just standing uh. there. I couldn't believe it. And same as you, man. That pump or that pump, the safety just comes off, and I put it right on his neck, and I end up missing him at point blank. I don't oh, know what wow. happened, but it still makes me feel good to hear you. You've talked about a couple bucks you missed over the yeah, years. Yeah, sometimes those close shots are the hardest the shots. Hard, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, man. So I, I missed him, and I tracked that buck the whole rest of the day. At the end of the day on Onyx, I'd gone 12 miles on him. Wow. So just following, he just kept setting up on me, setting up on me. I could never. That's one thing I think a lot of the deer do in the Adirondacks where I, I mean, I don't know how much they do it in Maine. I, I'm going to hunt there this year, so I guess I'll see. But um, it seems like when you, after you jump one in the Adirondacks, it seems extremely hard to kill them to me. It's yeah. hard. Like, yeah. I'll have, I have a story for that after. But like this ahead. year is the first one that I've had. Sure. And to, to be honest, that's where I was getting if, uh, if asking you if you had tracked that spike horn out to see if that was that buck because, mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't really even know if that was the same buck, I guess. I mean – I never followed the track out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Which, looking back, I should have. The, the track you have coming off the hill with the doe. No, not that one. The the This year's buck. This year's buck, okay. Because okay. I had grunted or whatever and, oh, and jumped sure. him and sure. then waited and tracked him a little further, and I hear him coming back down the track. Was it a different buck? I guess it could have been. My buck's no different know? this year. Same thing. I mean, yeah. he came up in the area of where the track was leading to, but I never followed the track. Nobody does. Once you pile a buck, you no, don't No, you're running over his... there and fist pumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the last thing you're worried about. Look, yeah. Looking back, I wish I would have known that right. because just to know, you know. Sure. You know, so. Yeah, well, to get back to the story thing real quick, it, that year it was like – the perfect snow we got it right it was all throughout we were having so much damn fun oh we were like living that life and we didn't even (laughs) know it was as perfect as it was now or at the time but now we know anyway so we get like a beautiful four or five inches go into a spot where buddy of ours said hey there's a lot of good bucks back in there you might as well give it a try so we hiked way the bet way in the back of the property Got to where we're going. Had a little fire. Property as in two hundred thousand acres. Property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred thousand <laughs> yeah. acre chunk. Um, you know, we have a little fire. We get and we're like, okay, I'm gonna go around this side of the pond. You're gonna go around this side. We'll see what happens. So the way the pond drains out, there's like a vlie on each end. I cross the vlie, and as soon as I get across the vlie, I pick up what I assume is a big buck track. But again, I didn't have a whole lot to compare it right. to. Right. And it's just one bed and his track. Okay. So well, you know, we're gonna take it. I go 75, 80 yards up to the top of this ridge. I stop. Another track comes in on it, and I'm standing there looking, and it's no bullshit. I just look straight ahead, and it was right where the hardwoods met the softwoods. And he's, well, I know it's him now. At the time, I didn't know. I just see a giant body, giant chest, nothing from, like, here on the neck up. Yep. So I'm standing there. I'm like, I kind of have a conundrum now. You know, what am I looking at? I pull the scope up. I can't see anything. It's that sprucey stuff. Well, the wind was swirling and whatnot up on this little bench that he was on, and he quickly winded me. Um, I pull my grunt tube up, and he starts – I could see he's making a hook. He's not moving super fast at first. Hit the grunt call, and he starts moving fast, real, real fast. 
he comes out of that dark timber into the beach whips, and as soon as he hits the beach whips, I, I just see a giant, giant rack. That's oh. the first thing. I didn't even see his body, just a giant rack. Get my gun up as soon as I can. He's not stopping, though. I'm blah, blah, trying to just get him to stop in one of the openings he's passing through. Finally, I just pull the trigger. Boom, just as he's going down off this ledge. Like, I don't really know what happened. I don't know if I even hit him. I go over to where I, I thought I had shot him, and there's just a couple specks of blood. I'm like, okay, well, we got something here. Right. And I was At that point, I'm like, this is unbelievable. I've, I'd never seen a, a, you know, a buck that big in New York, both yeah. body-wise and antler-wise. And I had just walked away from Corey, and all I hear is... <laughs> just the echo. And I get on the radio. I'm like, no, no, how I just left it. <laughs> and and it all he says like to me, that. all he says to me is, and he had just a year before shot a beautiful like 135 in yeah. New Jersey with the bow. Mm. And I said, uh, was that you, Corey? He goes, he goes, yeah, I just shot a one. And I said, how big is it? And he goes, it'd be the biggest buck I ever killed. And I'm like, come on, yeah, with this know, guy. You know, and it's this always, guy's always shooting all the big bucks. It's always those. <laughs> those bucks too that you don't end up getting yep. that you feel it, it whether it's just you feeling that way or it's actually the truth i mean that's how i feel this buck was just he was gorgeous he was huge yep so long story short we stayed on him for as mm-hmm. long as we possibly can and to, to speak on his track and now looking back on it it is hands down the biggest track yeah, i followed in the other round it was a giant yeah. there was one point he brought us into a bunch of moose yep. and i'm not saying it was as big as the moose track but it wasn't that far off based no off the – oh, man, this thing was just a whopper. But the minute I shot in, I'm guessing I just grazed him. Because yep. as soon as I found those specks of blood, I saw maybe for 100 yards a few more specks, nothing else. And then he just put the moves on us all day long. He yep. brought us to all of his favorite Still spots. Still had his wits about him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we and it was kind of the, the deal you were talking about where you don't give him a break. I didn't give him a break. We yep. were just on him, on him, on him all day long and – Never caught up. But what was funny is we were also so new to it that we left at like one o'clock in the afternoon because we, we yeah. thought we were, we were going to need all this time to get to out of get there. Out. I mean, we geez, we should have. Nowadays we would have stayed till four. That's o'clock. funny you say that because I think that's one thing a lot of people struggle with in the Adirondacks mm-hmm. is because you know most of the places you're hunting there's hardly no roads. You know, we were about four and a half in there. You're, you're, you're in, in there, right? Yeah. You got to get However all the way miles back to your truck. However many miles you're in there, those are the miles you got to get. You got to get out. You're not on I did that a lot of times, you know, and. I was just telling Brian the other day, you know, we tracked, me and him tracked a huge buck. We're going to be doing a video on that. I filmed them for a day, but awesome. a, a monster buck, one of the better ones I've tracked, you know. And um, anyway, we ended up leaving that track at like 3, 3.30. And it was like, when we left that track, you know, looking back, it was, a blizzard came in, and I'm like, you know, we should have kept on that track because I bet we would have killed that deer. It was like a blizzard. Sure. You would have been able to. Laid down. He probably laid down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we had jumped him once, but with that blizzard coming in, I would bet money he would have bed, bedded yeah. back down. I mean, it was a whiteout, you sure, know. Sure. And if we just put our heads down and kept on that track, I bet we would have walked up on him, you know. I mean, now we know that, but at the time, it's so hard to make that decision. Oh, it is. You know, the, the yeah. unknown, really. Yeah, at the time, like, I'm sure you're like, yeah, dude, let's get out of here. We've been in here all day. Oh, and it was a, it was a bear again. I mean, and you there. shot him at what time? You shot into him at what time? Oh, early. Real yeah. early, like 9 o'clock? 8.30, 9 o'clock. Oh, wow. It was early. I and mean, that's how long we chased him, too, you know, three and a half, four hours mm-hmm. of just Boom, straight but we've, but we've been infatuated ever since. Like well, I'll never a, go back from hunting the, the big woods. And then we just ever. continued to run in. You know, fortunately, run into bucks that year that we didn't kill. But it it was hook line and sinker. Yeah, it that's was awesome. Hook line and sinker. Yeah. To go back to like that, the deer setting up on your thing and how they keep going. I was filming Corey. I had a day off from the internship this past season. I was filming Corey, 
And uh, we got on – actually, you said something about this earlier is a migration trail. Yep. Which we never really see because, you know, we hunt a lot of southern Adirondacks and stuff. But we don't really see the migration trails right. a lot. And we got on this migration trail. Oh, it's crazy. It was, I mean – I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, you probably, it sounds like you've seen them quite Absolutely. a bit. Absolutely, yeah. It literally looked like cow path path just through, the, through yeah. the snow. And Good we spot just, to look for antlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit later in the season, too. I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe we'll catch an early drop <laughs> Did you guys catch that smile afterwards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so we are, we're on this uh, migration trail, and we keep seeing this one track, and I'm like, that's a pretty good track. We're like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good buck track. He was just doing like he'd veer off every now and then, just do some weird he stuff. Just, like he's probably you know he's just probably wandering. the good buck that's walking this every now yep. and again. So we kept seeing it, and eventually he finally takes a left hand turn. Him and another deer, a doe, and we're like, oh no shit. So we're standing there, and at the time we didn't know, but we're standing there, and we just take like what five steps up onto the knob well, i was head. looking down he so like he came up onto this point and i'm thinking he's either gonna you know work back along the edge of it or drop straight down well the tracks went straight down and i didn't realize that there's just a small drainage in between where the knob was we were on and the next one over that was super sprucey so i'm looking down at the track going down below us so i'm like oh, it's so fresh i'm like maybe we'll catch him in the hook right here right he was already up there with a doe straight across on the knob as i'm looking down he's looking at us and i see him bust out of it dandy track didn't get a good look at him but yeah, boy no. that was a dandy I saw, hate when they do that just oh, saw him so in the dough. so it. so now Corey and i are like we're in the game we got great snow it's windier than hell out like oh, perfect like, conditions once once these deer bed back down he's done like, right he's done it's a perfect day so like all right give him we give him like 10 15 minutes whatever like we'll go so we go and we go and then we keep going. One keep mountain, going. two mountain, three mountain, four mountain. We just. went four mountains over, and these deer never stopped. One. It was a straight beeline. Never stopped and running. So yeah, no just, just running, and we're running, like, running. We come to this mountain, and we, then we find a giant track, a giant track. And so we start following that, and then it doesn't pan out, whatever. So we're like, whatever, we're going to head back to a truck. Day's coming to an end. So we hook down, we're like a mountain over. We hooked down around and we cut those tracks again, and they were still running a whole other <laughs> mountain running. over. Legend wow. has it they're still running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to this day, they just never stop. Like, don't go to Vermont, you get killed over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You ever yeah. shoot any bears or anything? Yeah, I've shot three. Have oh, you? nice. Yep. Yep, all awesome. Adirondack bears. I haven't seen an Adirondack bear yet, but uh, Adams. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I have, but I haven't had a lot of interaction in the woods with them. Seen a lot of tracks. Yeah, if you get the opportunity to shoot one, do it. Yeah, they, okay. They, a lot of people say I could have shot a trophy bear <laughs> last year. Shot well, a that, bear that, that, bear. Yeah, what am I talking about? I just said I had an actually bear yeah. ground last year. I saw, you saw a giant bear. Giant Dude, it's so fat he couldn't make it back up the hill. <laughs> yeah, I like shooting the small ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like I was, I was just talking to Connor Song about it yesterday, and um, for some reason it came up in a conversation, and we were texting back and forth, and I was like, yeah, I, if I see a bear next year and it's 200 pounds or less, I'm shooting it every, every time. They're delicious. Dude, yep. we had ground bear meat. Great. Phenomenal. So good. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'd rather And I eat, won't lie. If I think something's gamey, I'll say it is, and it was good. I'd rather eat bear burger or sausage any day than venison burger or sausage. Yeah. Really? Yeah, for some reason, it just, like, I mix mine with bacon mm-hmm. and some other, and, like, pork butts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, like, some seasonings and stuff, but it just comes out so much better. Have you used any bear grease, bear fat, or anything like that to cook with? No, no. I'd, I'd like to try, like, they render it down and then yeah. put a little... 
cubes of steak in it or something. Yeah. Or like deep fry it like that. That kind of looks good. I see like Brian Gritty, like them guys. Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, they hunt yeah. out west. Okay, but, okay. But um, they always are doing that in, on their backpack trips trips when they shoot bears but yeah I, I really like to eat bears i've always been kind of intrigued by that because i feel like we've always been told that what have we heard all the time dragon bears like dragging a bag of jelly <laughs> don't do it <laughs> yeah, you'll never want to do you'll never want to drag yeah. another bear again yeah but they're not fun to drag that's for sure i'm sure it's not but man i could have had an awesome bear nest here now that we're talking about it, i'm kind of Dude, disappointed we'd, that I didn't we'd still shoot be it. pulling that thing out from where you were i know oh, yeah it was a long way yeah back, you'd have to pack it out yeah you know brad's brad's like i could have shot a trophy bear today i'm like why didn't you? That, that's one <laughs> yeah. thing. I, think. I don't exaggerate ever in the woods. Like, I'm more likely to tell somebody something smaller than it was because yep. I, I don't like when people over-exaggerate in the woods and like, I saw a buck this big. Really, that big. That's about four <laughs> feet wide. Um, but why, this bear that's was. That's why Brad hates me. No, no, no. no you, guys are, you guys are all good about it. I always trust what you say. But this bear was so fat, dude, that I just heard something making this all this ruckus above me on the mountain. I look up, and that fat bastard <laughs> is just dragging his belly. And I, Dude, I swear, he's just getting it. And he's going like this. <laughs> he was not moving. So I should have dumped his ass. I could have oh, shot him at like 70 so yards. Sick. Oh, he would have been a bruiser. Yeah. Oh, bruiser. Yeah, those, those big ones usually don't taste as good either, you know. Yeah, probably that, that's, not. Probably that's why not. my dad has always said, like, if you see, like, a four or 500-pounder for some reason, don't even bother. Unless you <laughs> unless you want to get it mounted. You yeah, know? Don't, right. Don't even right. shoot it because they're, they're not good for the And it was, it was you know, last last fall was so hot, and it had to have been 75 out that day. I would have <sighs> had this big, giant bear. Yes, yeah, stinking. So, stinking. Oh, it would have been so hot. Oh. You, got, you guys have been like, gee, thanks, oh, man. Oh, great. Like, yeah, those are glad to, to, to shoot <laughs> Glad to help. Well, that same day you found the sheds, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I found yeah. them giant setup for us i wish we had we should have brought them yeah i just i said that to him earlier Uh, what do they score um i i did them at like 142 i don't know yeah yeah yeah. Um, i mean they look bigger this thing is just i i was pretty conservative with like the spread i gave him and stuff too because so to tie it all in together we posted a picture of the sheds a guy recognized the sheds is like hey i have a trail cam pic of this deer i'll show you after oh wow and that's cool it's a giant he sent me he sent me the picture he's like hey i'm pretty sure i have that that buck on camera and i look at it i'm like wow wow this thing's a a giant and it was so 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 the area that i was hunting which i ran cameras in, thankfully this year where we got some pretty good buck pictures i'm like maybe you know there's an off chance i get this buck on camera but i'm in there scouting around checking everything out and it was just like right place right time it's a dark timber and the sun's just shining through on one spot and i see the glow of one antler just laying right there dude I'm, it was like disbelief both right next to each other or? so i'm here i am i'm looking at this thing like just juiced up i'm like i can't believe i just found this right side and i'm like getting ready to take a picture and i look to the left and there's the other one down in the oh brook. I'm like, get out of here. Get. Oh my God. I texted you on that in reach as fast as I possibly could. I'm like, you're never going to believe what I just found. Wow. Unbelievable. I do wish I brought them. They were just Dude, we awesome. got back to the truck, and I'm like, all right, let's see those things. Dude, he reaches into his backpack and, like, fucking wields this thing <laughs> out of the bag. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't know they were like that. Dude, he's got kickers and blades. You, you, awesome. you guys don't shed hunt much, right? No. Nah, I mean, I, d- I, do. I don't. We I don't do. up in the Adirondack. I did I, this year. I did. Yeah, you did this year i 
I used to tool around quite a bit in Jersey. I lived down there in a while for a while, and yep. I, I shed hunted down there. And I've done a little bit around here and stuff too. We've we've yeah. had some good years of finding antlers, but nothing crazy. I'm more I'm right. more likely to scout than I am to shed hunt. Yeah. I'd rather just go be scouting. Yeah, absolutely. Time. But if I stumble across a pond, I love shed hunting because yeah, so I, I think I was telling I think I was telling we you we talked about it for yeah, a while one day. I, I don't really think shed hunting helps. You kill bucks. No. At all. Mm-mm. I think that's why I can't get myself into per- it. Yeah, because personally, I think most of the time when you find sheds, that's not even where the deer spends his fall. Yeah. You know, I, I, I will yeah. say I will say this, though. Where Corey found those giant sheds is this spot. I've never I've never in the Adirondacks seen a spot like this spot where he found them, how tore up it is in there. Oh, yeah, so he could be there. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm mean, sure I, right, right. right place. It was yeah. probably just by happenstance they were there. Yeah. It's one of those areas that it's – completely desolate out there i mean it's three and a half miles from the nearest road no kidding and it's that dark nasty timber just That's full awesome. of blowdowns and spruce thickets i mean there's security cover everywhere right it yeah. makes sense why he would be over i mean we're, we're talking like this place has like telephone pole rubs yeah just it's a weird everywhere. area so like everything's all spruce hemlock you know a few cherries mixed in a few beach and then there's just like a group of four cedar trees in this one drainage hmm. and all the cedar trees are about this big around and shredded. All of them. No kidding. It's so bizarre. I, I, I don't have a know. Picture. Wh- I think I posted on social media one of the trees. This obviously he didn't reach as high, but up to my head, there's bark ripped off the tree where he had just Got dug hooked into, into it and he hooked into it and just yanked it. And there's a picture of me standing next to it and it's right up to my head. Wow, yeah, and crazy. they shred those cedars just so easily. Oh, they yeah. get them bright orange and just oh, they're yep. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you put your hands on any deer like sheds that you never got to shoot, but you got to put your hands on their sheds. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> we we found a lot of sheds over the years. You know, like mm-hmm. this year, I I didn't get to go much. I just really busy with work and whatever else, running dogs and stuff. But um, last year, I think my wife and I found fourteen. Wow. Or, or fif- oh, wow. 14 or 13 or something, 15, something like that, all that around deck deer. Oh, that's awesome. a great year. Yeah. Awesome. One was a 140-inch 11-pointer. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. So we got – and we got both sides of that, so. Those sheds that you were showing us, those are the biggest ones you guys have found. Yeah, that my dad found one side and his buddy found the other side, um, a guy we used to hunt with and um, was good enough to give that other side to my dad, so. Wow. Um, yeah, and they weren't far That's from That's a good my, man. Yeah. That's a good, good man, dude. Well, I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> no, me either. I'd been like, I'll buy that other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, and they weren't far from my dad's house. You know, like I told you guys, that he had seen that deer, but, yeah. Wow. That's the best one we've ever found. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. That That is what dreams are made of right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely in the book. That's a giant. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a giant anywhere in the country. That's just yeah, yeah. People are shooting that in Iowa, probably. Yeah, yeah absolutely, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I know we're getting an hour in. We can kind of start yeah. swinging the other way because I, I want to talk off the mic. Yeah, anyways. yeah. We'll wrap it up. I think that camera's about to okay. reach just maximum capacity over there, anyways. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up right there then. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, thanks really for having. Yeah, that's a lot this, of fun. Yeah, this ain't gonna be Kevin. This isn't gonna be the last time because you're you. Yeah do really well speaking on podcasts yeah yeah well, i, I appreciate that yeah, yeah thanks so, for having me absolutely absolutely um so as always guys go give us a like and follow on instagram facebook youtube all under adirondack bucks and beyond go check out what big woods bucks has going on keep up with what kevin's doing and uh we'll catch you guys next time thanks for listening